Have you ever thought about all the ways you could die? We have. Grab a drink that's good enough to die for. And let's get gruesome. Welcome to Drinks with Death. All right. Hi, Erin. Hi, Lovin. How are you? Oh, I'm just fabulous. How are you? I'm so good. Um, today was the first day of fall, and it was like 99 degrees. Oh my god, it was so, so hot, today. hot today. Like I don't even. We bought pumpkins for the front porch to celebrate the first day of fall. I'm afraid to buy them now because it's so hot. I'm afraid they're gonna rot in like a week. Yeah, they could. But I'm 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 in. I'm all in. I'm ready to be all in. I have a sweater on as we speak. Um, oh my god, it's fall colored. So I- it is fall colored. It is a little, <laughs> yeah. It is a little pumpkin, autumn, yes, brownish. I, I I can't wait for Texas to cooperate with my need for fall. So I'm just taking it on Whoa. myself. You've been waiting a long time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have been. I mean, they, it doesn't really cooperate until like November. Yeah, no, I know. I've got a long ways to go. Shh, be quiet. <laughs> we might have a couple good days in. Uh, in October. Maybe. Let's hope so. Okay. What yeah. are we doing tonight? Um, well, first, I thought maybe we should do a little uh, business and let everyone know that uh, if you hadn't noticed already that we have started dropping our episodes every other week. Oh, yes. That's good. People should know. Um, you know, between the two of us, we have six kids. <laughs> Aaron has the brunt of those with four <laughs> And we're working, and um, it's very challenging, and we want to produce good, high-quality stories and episodes, and we were just uh, getting a little overwhelmed, so we thought an extra week would help us out. And so far, I think it's working. Yeah, definitely um, feels like a better pace for us, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe someday we'll go back to once a, once a week. God, that seems like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I, I was like, how did we do that before? No idea. Holy cow. Well, like you anyway. said, I do think that the quality was starting to suffer a little bit too. So this will, this will, this will be much better, I think. A bit better experience for everybody. Yes. All right. So okay. that being said, yes, tell let's us. dive in. Okay. okay. So I sent you our ingredients and mm-hmm. this one sounds like good. The name of our drink is called Gold Geyser because tonight we are doing Death by Yellowstone. Oh, yes. Ooh, good I was inspired one. because in the news recently they found that foot in one of the pools. I did not know that. I'm already lost. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't read enough about Yellowstone, I guess. But I do know there have been like over the summer, I feel like every summer there are Yellowstone deaths. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay, this is going to be great. I'm excited. Yes, and uh, yeah, we'll get into it. But the Gold Geyser is two ounces of Patron Reposado. Mm-hmm. I did not use Patron because I, didn't I could not find a small bottle, and I didn't want to buy a huge one. Anyway, uh, three ounces of Fever Treat Citrus Tonic Water. Side note, I don't think that exists because I could not find it anywhere. I just got um, the regu- their regular tonic. Ditto. Yeah. Um, half an ounce of fresh squeezed lemon juice and a quarter ounce of honey. So you're going to shake the uh, tequila, the lemon juice and the honey in a shaker over uh, with ice. And then you're going to strain it into a Collins glass over ice. And you're going to top it with that fever tree tonic water and add a sprig of rosemary and a lemon twist and enjoy. Are you ready to, uh, I am so ready for this one. This one sounds 
Well, the ton- I'm not sure about tonic and tequila. I never tried that before, but everything else is on point, so I'm ready. Yep. All right. All right. Here we go. Cheers. Clink. Clink. Cheers. Mm, that is. That's really good. Really delicious. Oh, I did not know it's- that tonic and tequila would go so well together. Dang. You know what? I actually found um, a what was it? No, it was a blood orange tonic water. Whoa! Where was I? Yeah, I was that at, would be I was so, at total wine. That would be so, so good with tequila. So I actually did like half of that and half tonic water. Is really good. Oh, this might be. This could be a my new, new summer drink. Yeah, and new favorite. We have here. like three more months of summer left here. Yeah, I don't, again, can we not talk about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. No, this yeah, is this is, this is really delicious. really good, really good. It's kind of like a margarita, but just yep. a little easier. If you never thought about uh, tequila and tonic water, it's time it's time to think about it. That's really good. Yeah, give it a try. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's dive in. So, over the past 150 years, it appears that there have been anywhere from 200 to 300 deaths in Yellowstone. And about 52 of those deaths can be attributed to scaldings, maulings, and murders. Scaldings, maulings, and murders. Wow. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So there's a book from a gentleman named Lee H. Whittlesey. Okay. And he actually worked in the park and he was an attorney. And after working there, he was hearing story after, you know, over the years, he was hearing stories about people dying. And so he wrote a book called Death in Yellowstone, Accidents and Foolhardiness in the First National Park. Okay. Now, there, obviously, if there's only 52 deaths due to scaldings, maulings, and murders, there's several other ways you can die. Uh, people have been struck by lightning. Oh. There have been motor vehicle accidents, snowmobile accidents, a lot of drownings. Drownings is one of the... A lot of drownings? Yes. In the river. You know, rivers flowing fast. So there's a lot of drownings as well. And I did not. I did not. That one, gas. Su- that one surprises me. I mean, that makes sense, but I hadn't... I feel hmm. like I didn't haven't heard about the drownings, maybe, or maybe they really? just didn't. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't stick with me as much as the maul, maulings. And right? The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scaldings. And the scaldings. Yes. <laughs> um, I didn't quite know where to start because there's just so many. There's a lot. Yeah, that's. There's a lot of, and, and there's a lot of. There's a lot of information. He has a map actually from his book called um celebrating yellowstone 150 years and you know, it's a pdf maybe i'll put it in our stories um on the social meds after this comes out but he goes through in uh chronological order and he tells you know in so in scaldings a 24 year old california man uh fell into one of the geyser pools and you know he and then he just kind of goes into that and then as well as the maulings um and he has them all in, in the, like all on a map too. You said like there is a map, yes. So you can kind of see where it happens. Now he also has some murders. So there were about seven ish, seven eight murders that happened in Yellowstone. A lot of them happened a long time ago. The most recent, of course, would be Gabby uh, Petito. Petito. Mm-hmm. 
um, which we're, I'm sure, all familiar with that story, unless you've been living under a rock or do not read the news at all, that she was killed by her boyfriend, who was abusive, and they actually found, I believe her body was found in uh, Teton National Park, which is, like, right next door to Yellowstone. Um, Yeah. Anyway, that was the most recent murder. So I I actually had a hard time finding some really in-depth information on some of these murders, um, for example, there's one murder that goes back to 1899 in wow. Fort Yellowstone. A five-year-old boy Ooh. had his throat slit by his insane mother. Oh, my who, gosh. Yeah. So she was the wife of a wheelwright and post carpenter uh, in a prominent Yellowstone family. Oof. So I yeah. imagine, yes, it was probably out in the wilderness. You're alone. You know, your husband's trying to make a life and you are going a little cuckoo. Yes. I mean, oh, man. Get eaten by a bear. So I decided to start with this story because I thought it was interesting. And this is one that is attributed to poisonous gas. Okay. This happened in 1939. And back then, they were building new roads, and it was common practice to dig a twenty-four, uh, excuse me, twenty-six foot hole into the earth to kind of investigate the ground, see what the soil, you know, rock structure was like, to see what they were working with, um, and and how the road would be supported. So they dug this hole, and a gentleman by the name of Von Rolly was lowered in a bucket to check out the earth. As he was being lowered down, he began to smell this foul sulfur smell. And so he started to come back up. But as he was coming up, like he started to pass out and he fell out of the bucket and was ended up dangling by a foot. Well, one of his colleagues, a gentleman by the name of Bill Nelson, he jumped in there to try to get him out. Oh, gosh. He ended up falling down to the twenty six, the bottom of the twenty six foot hole. Wait, Mister Mister Nelson did, or the guy in the yes, bucket? Yes, because he started yeah. to smell the fumes too, oh, and my he gosh. started to get, he oh. started to lose consciousness, and so he fell all the way to the bottom, and he was passed out. Well, they eventually got uh, Von Rolly up and out, and he was kind of coming in and out of consciousness. And they had to go and get help because nobody wanted to go back down there because it was... Of course not. You know, I think I think we covered this in, in manhole, in death by yes. hole, when, mm-hmm. you know, poisonous gas or noxious fumes, if you I keep sending someone don't down keep there, sending people then they're in. going to... Yeah. Exactly. Then they're going to pass out and die as well. So they ended up getting him out, but unfortunately, he did not uh, make it. He never woke up. Oh, man. So... He that was one story of poisonous gas. Uh, I hate I hate it when the Good Samaritan dies, right? When the guy who's I know guy or 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 lady who's trying to help is the one who ended up. Ugh, that's just that just seems pretty cruel. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I'm just gonna do this one next because this one's pretty gruesome. So we're gonna do it. This is the scaldings. So this is people who fall into the thermal pools. Now, these pools are anywhere from, you know, 160 degrees to 200 plus degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. These are not just, you know, temperate hot tubs that you want to get in. 
Now, yeah. there are some hot springs that I don't think are quite as hot, and you actually can soak in them. But it's very hard to, unless you're going, you know, around to check them, it's very hard to know um, which one is safe. And they have boardwalks, so you can walk along the pools and you can look at them, and um, then you can see, of course, the geysers. I've never been to Yellowstone before. Um, it's on my on my bucket list, but I thought they were... Like, there's a boardwalk, and I thought there were signs saying, like, stay on the boardwalk. Is that not true? Yeah. No, absolutely. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you were saying it's, like, hard to tell where you can and can't be, but that's well, not Well, no, no, saying. no. It was hard to tell which pool was, like, going to burn your skin off and then which one wasn't was more of a hot spring. So they just don't – they don't advertise that. Do you know what I mean? Like some are going to be further away from the geysers, so they're probably not going to be quite as hot. Yeah. So people think I can get in that one because that's just a hot spring. So they're just like, don't get in any of them. Well, don't yeah. get in um, any of them. What does stay on the boardwalk means? It means stay on the I, damn exactly. boardwalk. I understand. Yeah. Maybe my statement will make more sense. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Continue. Yeah. So the first recorded death dates back to 1898. And unfortunately, it was a nine-year-old boy from Ooh. Montana. I have no information about that other than that. And this is when you really need that um, that backpack leash thing that Ugh. I've only seen yeah. other parents using. I've never used it myself. But I feel like if you're going to take your kid to Yellowstone and you got a runner on your hands, like oh this is when you need a tether because – I don't think they had those back then. <laughs> no, they didn't back then for sure. But <laughs> I'm just saying I've, I've – you know – this is yeah. this is when you need one this of those. This is for, for sure. sure one of those situations. <laughs> like they almost should be handing out leashes at the beginning of the boardwalk for your children. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> um so this is a really tragic, horrible story. Okay. But in nineteen seventy, an eleven year old boy was walking on the boardwalk with his family. And the steam was coming up from the geysers and the and the pools, and he was sort of temporarily blinded. Like, he just – he couldn't see for a minute, and he lost his footing and oh. tripped, and he fell into the scalding hot waters. No. And he tried to swim out, but he didn't make it, and his parents just had to watch him. Oh, my gosh. How old was this kiddo? 11? 11, yes. And what year was this? 1970. Oh my gosh, I cannot imagine anything Obviously, worse. Like no. completely helpless, watching your child die. Like no, there's nothing. Nope, nothing worse than that. No, oh. it it is awful, and the parents especially obviously were that, that, beside themselves. Yeah, especially that way of dying. Like, I mean, total freak accident. I mean, it was just a freak. They had the boardwalk, so it was just yeah, and they were staying on them. You know, they were obeying the rules. They were on the boardwalk. It was just a it was a freak just, accident. Golly. So Ooh. the the father, you know, he he was beside himself. He couldn't sleep. And so one night he got up and he wrote his congressman or um, I don't remember exactly who he wrote. Some um, kind of state wrote, representative of some He kind. wrote a, yes, he wrote to one of the state representatives about the need for safety and what you really need are guardrails um, put up. On these boardwalks. So this can prevent it. So even if you do kind of stumble, you won't fall off the boardwalk. Because it's pretty easy yeah, and like what? to fall off. Again, never been there. But like, do the boardwalks have to be so close that one step off of them will leave leave you dead? It just seems like, I don't know. Okay, so what happened there? We have, we so have it, it 
he really he got momentum and they did they they heeded his cries and put up the guardrails so there are guardrails in place now so um this tragic event did go on to help other people stay safe yeah sounds like a no-brainer to me way to go dad good job dad this story is this is one i think you'll see the most often i think it's the most told story about um thermal pool deaths but in 1981 a 24 24-year-old man was with a friend, and his friend's dog uh, broke free and just jumped right into the thermal pool. Well, this gentleman ran after the dog and just jumped in right after him. Oh, my gosh. And then immediately turned around and got out, and he jumped out as quick as he could, and he just said, you know, witnesses say he just said, that was a really dumb thing. That was really dumb what I just did. How bad am I? And they said he was already blinded. Like, his eyes were already whited over. He was already blinded, and his skin was already starting to fall off. Oh, my gosh. They managed to get him back to the road and call for emergency services, but he was taken to the hospital, and he died the next day. Oh. So it was just, I mean, an instant. He was not even in there for... A minute and it was just a gut reaction like he didn't even it was a gut reaction yes oh. and the the dog was never recovered i'm sure either mm-hmm. um wow yes yeah, so that was that's probably one of the most told stories um i even looked it up on snopes because i was like this is insane like this is a crazy story and um you know snopes confirmed it so <laughs> yeah i'm mean, gonna be real right not that i didn't believe it but it did seem a little unbelievable. It seems definitely plausible that if he jumped in, he could jump back out. Um, yeah. But it does also seem highly likely, like the story said, that he would not survive that. And that very soon mm-hmm. after jumping out, he would go into shock. And, you know, mm-hmm. one one sentence might be it. And then you're, yeah, which it seems, that seems, seems yeah. possible for sure. Um, that is, that is just. I mean, all the people, again, Mm -hmm. all the people there on the boardwalk completely traumatized for the rest of their lives from this, too. Oh, my gosh. I mean. Can you imagine if you saw that? No. And same with the 11-year-old boy who fell in. Like, just Mm -hmm. ruined and lives are never the same after that. Anybody Mm -hmm. who sees that stuff. So. No. That's an image you will never, ever get out of. Never. In 2000, three seasonal employees, two 18-year-olds and one 20-year-old, were walking out late at night. And they were just kind of walking. They were walking along the boardwalk and walking past the boardwalk and just kind of walking through the woods. And they were jumping across what they thought was a creek. Unfortunately, it was not a creek. It was a 178-degree water of Cavern Spring. Uh, and all three of them fell in. Two <gasps> were pulled out. The two, the eighteen year, two eighteen year olds got out. The twenty year old was in there for a little bit longer. Um, I didn't quite understand this timeline, but it said that you know people heard her calling for help, and they came over and they got her out. They all went to the hospital, and the two eighteen year olds did survive, but the twenty year old unfortunately succumbed to her injuries the next day. Oh. <sighs> So they heard the twenty-year-old yelling. Maybe I don't know. Maybe she was the first. Maybe because it was in. dark. Maybe because it was dark at night. Um, they 
I don't know, couldn't see her to help get her help get her out. I'm not quite sure. It was, hmm. yeah, and maybe it was just a, a group of people. Um, I'm so surprised that the two 18 year olds survived. Um, yeah, I don't think they were fully submerged. What was the extent of their injuries? Do you know, you know, third degree burns. Well, I mean, like on what part? Of, yeah, I just want, did you know on what part of their body? It did or? not okay. go into specifics um, of what part of their body, oh. but um, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> not good. Uh, the most recent story happened in 2016, and this will kind of go back to what we were talking about. Um, he, this young man, was with his sister in Yellowstone, and they went to search for a hot springs. They called it hot potting. So you go and look for some springs that aren't scalding hot. So this is allowed at Yellowstone? Like, and you can just... No, I do not think this is allowed at Yellowstone. Okay. <laughs> they were and then, they were going rogue. Yes, okay. Exactly. Okay. They were going rogue. So they were testing the waters near the pork chop geyser. Okay. And he was kind of putting his foot in or his finger in just to test the water, but he slipped and he Stick fell Stick a toe in. in. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. No, buddy. No. No. Yep. Ugh. Nope. And he, they never recovered his body. Oh, he, my gosh. His, the, and the worst part is his sister was recording the whole thing <gasps> on her cell phone. Uh, uh. So there's video of it. I'm sure you're going to go look it up after this. I don't know about that. Maybe not. Maybe not on this one. Um, yeah. And they called emergency services and they came out to do recovery. But then there was uh, inclement weather and there was lightning. So they could not continue with the search. And so they had to wait till the next day. But by the next day, it was there was nothing to recover. Nothing left to recover. Yeah. Mm-mm. Wow. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Like, so stay on the boardwalk, people. Honestly, follow the damn rules. This shit's dangerous. They don't, te- that, I'm sure they do like a little thing at the beginning where they're like, don't be stupid, stay on the path and follow the damn they rules. They do. Yeah, I'm sure they do. There's actually, and I'll get into it in one of these stories later. I mean, they, some of the tour guides will give you a brochure on safety and staying safe in Yellowstone and the dangers and what not to do. And I just, I, you know, I was thinking about it, reading some of these stories, and I wonder, is it tourists who don't go, like, really don't go into nature at all and don't understand nature, and they just think, National Park, it's a park. Like, I think a lot of people think this is a well-kept park that is maintained and not realizing, no, you're out in wilderness. This is... The land uh, and wilderness, and you need to respect it, and you need to have a decent level of fear, because clearly, one misstep, and it will kill you. And I just think, wh- how do these people not heed these warnings and these signs? Like, do they think it's just for show? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess obviously, I don't know what's going on truly, but I think it might be a situation where you have a park like Yellowstone where. I don't know, millions of people visit every year. And mm-hmm. there's a certain level of stupidity that exists in society. And mm-hmm. so you're going to see people do really stupid shit just because yeah. so many people are there that mm-hmm. you're going to have an- enough people visiting a place where you're going to have stories about some of them doing incredibly dumb things. 
Yeah, that's true. And there are millions of visitors in the year. I mean, the name of the book was Foolhardiness, Accidents and Foolhardiness. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, so that was scalding. So next are maulings. And I don't have a lot of in-depth stories um, because it's mostly grizzly bears in the first. Can I ask you a question? I don't know whether this was last year or the year before or the year before that. Um, things were blending together. But did you see the video of that young woman who that I'm almost positive it was Yellowstone. That bear just like walked right up to her and then like sniffed her and then like right up to her. She just st- stood so still, which I do not know. I know that if I was capable of uh-huh. standing still, there would have been urine running all the way down my leg uh-huh. because I would have absolutely pissed myself. But – just then the bear just walks up to her and I, I feel like he did something but nothing aggressive and then just walked uh-huh. away yeah i actually think i did see that i do not know how she did that i no i would have been shitting myself <laughs> yes i mean i just i yeah that video was incredible Okay, yeah, so I did see that. Obviously, I didn't run across it because she survived. She survived. <laughs> that's right. She's still alive. She is, yes. Um, the first mauling by a bear took place. The first recorded and reported bear attack uh, happened in 1894. Okay. And a 25-year-old 20, man from Pennsylvania. There actually have not been that many maulings due to bears. Okay. You know, um, what do they have here? They have about 11. So really, it's not a lot. Now, there was one as recent as um, this year. It was back in March of this year. A 40-year-old Montana man was killed by a bear. In 2021, uh, there was another gentleman, also a 40-year-old man from Montana. He was killed by a bear while camping um, but before that, there it was 2011, and you know there were there were two actually two deaths in 2011 um, because of grizzly bears. But before that, it was been over 25 years since anyone was killed by a bear. Oh wow, wow! So it's actually very rare, and they did talk about it. They said it's it's very rare. It sounds like you go out in the woods, you're going to get killed by a bear, but it's really with the number of get uh, visitors, know, visitors, yeah, absolutely. It is very rare, but it, and it sounds like the more backcountry you are, the more danger it is. Staying on the trail, typically you're going to be okay. One one of the deaths was um, a park guide, and he just was fishing, just minding his own business. Oh, in the park, went down to the lake and was fishing, and the bear attacked. So it's hard to know what what prompts these oh yeah um, you could they're not it's not predictable for sure they are there was a lot of talk that the bear population has increased over the years mm-hmm. and that they need more territory know, hunt, well hunting is not allowed and so there is some groups that are trying to get that removed so you can hunt bears because they think that the population is becoming a little too dense for the bears in the park yeah if you're having a, if you're having millions of visitors a year to an area that has a mm-hmm. large population of bears and you've had 11 you know deadly yeah. attacks from bears and that is not to me you don't need to thin that herd i don't think or that that uh 
That I agree. Group, and I what's a group of bears called? <laughs> uh, a a den. Is That's what a they den? sleep in. That's what they sleep in. I'm... A. Oh my god. <laughs> mm. oh, I love I feel this. Like we should look this up. Okay, let's look this, let's up, look this up. What? Um, how do I Google this? Group of bears. Yeah. Group of bears called. Oh, a group of bears is known as sloth or sleuth. Okay, don't feel so dumb anymore because I've never heard that before. Well, maybe, never maybe that ever would have got that. <laughs> maybe that should make me feel dumb, but it doesn't for some reason. Um, a sloth. So maybe it's. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like they need to cull the sloth. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> right. I don't know if you can only use um, cull with herd or. Anyways, okay. Moving on. Have you heard that? Cole the herd? Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. Um, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. We're getting so a little sidetracked. Either way, I don't think there are too many bears in Yellowstone. I don't think we need to bring out the, sh- the shotguns and start sh- taking picking them off. I think everybody's fine up there. Calm down. I agree, but I'm not going to lie. I mean, I feel like I say this every single episode is that I'm afraid of whatever we're talking about. It does freak me out to go camping out in the mountains or wilderness where there are bears because... I would be freaking terrified of a bear. Yeah, I mean, I have not anywhere near me. I haven't camped anywhere where there's a bear since I was in my in high school. So, um, I don't think I ever have. If I haven't done it yet, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, but, you're probably you safe know, from bears I'm in general. Safe. So I think you can cross this one off your list of worries in life. <laughs> I think you're good. I think you're good. <laughs> well, when we went to the Grand Tetons, I remember, and we were kind of near the Teton Resort. We weren't even hiking that far, but my brother-in-law was like, you got to make noise. And so, you know, he would like be snapping and, and then we passed <laughs> some other people and they had like little, like little, like teeny tiny, like finger symbols and they were like clanking them as they walk. So the thought is you make noise as you're walking to not come up and surprise anyone. So they hear it and they're not. Right. Right. You know, they're not probably not going to go to you. Well, there you go. So. You're survived. You've survived that. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I survived that base of a mountain at a resort walk. Yeah. Sounds, Excellent. Sounds terrifying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's treacherous. <laughs> now, what you should be more afraid of are bison. That's what I thought you were going to talk about. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Let's get to the bison. Yeah. Bison have injured more people in Yellowstone than any other animal. And they're often unpredictable. And they can run three times faster than humans. Yeah. I think people think they're like slow. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Like I, people get close this to them. Is... Like they're like, oh, these are like slow animals. No, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. This is the part where I my question about are these tourists have no inkling and understanding of wilderness? And you'll understand um, as we go on, uh, especially some of the most recent um, that happened this year, which there there weren't actually any deaths, but some close calls, serious injuries. Yes. Back in 1971. Now, the gentleman that wrote the book I was telling you about, and I got a lot of information from his book, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of the information was, you know, inspired from his book. He had just started working in Yellowstone when this happened. So he was very familiar with this story. Um, it was a family, and the husband's name, the dad and husband, his name was Marvin Schrader. 
and they were walking through a meadow and they see a lone bison laying in the meadow. So he gets a camera out and he approaches the bull and the bull gets up and charges him and throws him into the air. And they said it just completely ripped open the upper right part of his abdomen. And (sighs) his family just had to watch him die. Like there, you know, they literally, he just died right there. There's just, there was nothing that could be done. Nothing you could do. Nothing you could do. Now, there was some speculation um, The Lee uh, Whittlesey, I hope I'm saying your name correctly, uh, he said that there were rumors that this gentleman was throwing rocks at the bison to get him up so he could take a picture of him. Now, the families denied that. They said, we absolutely did not throw any rocks. But then it was discovered there's a group of teenagers that had been there before, and they were throwing rocks at the bison. Oh, my gosh. So they'd kind of agitated it and then walked away. And then this poor family comes up and, you know, he was already a little, the bison was already. Yeah. He'd already had revved enough. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was done. He wanted his privacy. Mm-hmm. He said, no pictures, please. <laughs> no <paparazzi>. Now, <laughs> Not today. <laughs> fast forward to 1983 and a young Frenchman suffered a very similar fate. Now, uh, the author, Lee Whittlesey, he recounted that his one of his colleagues was driving a tour bus and was driving by and saw uh, a lone bison, you know, laying in the meadow, very similar. Uh-huh. And so he pulled off and he's telling everyone, you know, be careful. We don't, we stay very far away. I think they recommend um, 75 feet don't get any closer than 75 feet of the bison. You know, you want a, a good distance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, stay away. And he sees this guy out in the meadow with his camera and he's walking up to it and he's got his camera out. And the, the bus driver said, don't do what that guy's oh doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they said he had his camera up and then the bison charged him. And he said the last thing he probably saw was that bison charging him through his viewfinder of his camera. And he turned around and he tried to run and mm-hmm. the he got gored and thrown into the air. He had a hole in his colon. His stomach was punctured. He had broken four ribs and his spleen was torn. And this guy lived? Was, nope. Oh. He was taken to the hospital. And he, unfortunately, he died uh, in the days following. They think it was actually um, the spleen infection probably killed him. Oh, so the. I mean, or like- the hole in your colon or your stomach. Like. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. he lived some matter of days or something. He lived. He some lived of for time. a couple of days, but then, yeah. Wow, but that's then died. actually. And so then remarkable. another incident where this whole busload of people had to watch this, and um, the the bus driver w- was saying how he had the pamphlet that he had just passed out to everyone, talking about the dangers. He had it like, on him is- when he got thrown in the air. Is that true? I think that. Uh, no, I think he had passed it out to the people on the bus. Oh, oh, Just saying, oh. like, here's all the dangers. Don't do this. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, I know. Like, I mean, I just, you know. I mean, you're right. I do think some of these cases might be people not respecting nature. But, I mean, there you go. That's what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. This is this has Darwin Award shit written all over it, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Darwin, in May of this year... A 25-year-old woman was gored and tossed 10 feet into the air by a bison after she came within 10 feet of it. 
while two more individuals were within 75 feet of the animal. In October of 2021, a woman named Samantha Deering, who is 25, she was jailed, fined, and banned from Yellowstone National Park for one year following an incident in which she approached and continued photographing a grizzly bear and three cubs. Oh my even God. as the adult bear charged at her. What? She is real lucky to be alive with the cubs. Holy, holy shit. She's yeah. Holy shit. This <laughs> is what I'm talking about. Oh my you have God. no sense of like, mama bear and her cubs, don't mess around. Nope. Like if I saw a bear, um, nope. crapping my pants and I'm running or I don't know what I'm doing. Or, but but a mama know, bear and their cubs, like you're, you're oh, like, yeah, I'm dead. You're That's done. it. I'm dead. You're done. You're yeah. dead. Exactly. Oh my God. Um, now, this is not, this This was a freak accident. So this was somebody not doing anything wrong. But in June of this year, a 34-year-old man, he was with his family, and they were walking on the boardwalk. And this boardwalk was walking through some meadows, and there were groups of bison, and it was near a geyser. And he was with his family, and all of a sudden, this bison just charged at the group <sighs> and just gored this poor man. He wasn't doing anything. Right. I mean, they really said this was just kind of a freak, a freak accident. Um, Those have got to be really rare there. Like, follow the rules, stay on the boardwalk. Like, this shit won't happen to you, but. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it still does happen. It's still a dangerous place to visit. I mean, that's the bottom line. You're there. It's not, you're not looking at nature through plexiglass or glass. You're, you're in, you're in the wild, like you said, you mm -hmm. know, dangerous yeah. elements and dangerous animals. So, Yeah. Yes. It makes sense to me that that kind of stuff would happen every once in a while. Yeah. Yes. And that, you know, that, that does happen. But yes, the other one, like going to try to get a picture of a bear, a mama bear and her cubs. Ten I mean, feet? Give me a break. Ugh. Yeah. That, it's just, yeah. It's very nightmare inducing. Um, I have a couple of stories about falls. And we're starting to wrap up our, our death by Yellowstone here. But falls is another thing that will kill you. I mean, there are some Grand Canyons in Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. And this harkened back to our very first episode, which was death by selfie. Because in 2006, a 52-year-old woman was trying to get a better picture. <laughs> they had an overlook uh, of Tower Falls. And... There was, you know, the, they had those little small rock walls at overlooks. You know, they're very low. Right. Mm -hmm. And she just thought, I'm just going to step over it so I can get a better view. Well, she took a misstep and oh, fell no. to her death. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, in 2016, an eight-year-old girl died oh, no. uh, while they were hiking into Yellowstone's Grand Canyon. And it was similar. She went off trail and then just lost her footing and unfortunately fell down uh, into the canyon. Oh. And she was killed. I'm sorry that I had to report that story. Um, in the same year, in 2016, a 21-year-old seasonal employee fell to her death when she tripped along the edge of the canyon. As I continued reading about this incident, it happened while she was out with some other employees at 3.15 a.m. Oh. Probably not the best time to be hiking when there is a cliff involved. No, it doesn't sound like, sounds like people might not have been entirely sober. 
That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. I don't want to speculate. I don't know why else you'd be out at 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't know why you're walking out to a canyon at 3.15 in the morning when you can't see. Yeah. That sounds problematic and dangerous. Very dangerous, people. Um, This is a one drowning story. And this happened to another seasonal employee, young seasonal employee. She decided to go tubing down Yellowstone's river, even though rafting was banned on the river because it was so powerful and it had such a strong current. And her Mm -hmm. body was found pinned uh, between a boulder and a rock. And (sighs) she was recovered, but unfortunately it was deceased already. Yeah, I mean. So again, heed the warnings. If it says do not tube, do not tube. Listen to the experts in the area, please. That like this is Listens. seems like common fucking sense. <laughs> exactly. And the last thing, so those are most of my stories, but this is just a fun fact about Yellowstone. Um, and maybe you knew this, but that Yellowstone has a zone of death. Ooh. It has a it's a fifty square mile area that is in Idaho. In the Yellowstone part of Idaho. Okay. And it was discovered a loophole in the Constitution where a person could theoretically avoid conviction for any major crime up to and including murder. What? Yes. So. Wait a minute. Yeah. So this guy was, he was from Michigan State University and he was a law professor and he was going to write an essay about, you know, technicalities of the Sixth Amendment and he started looking at things and he totally switched gears when he discovered there was a section of Yellowstone National Park. Now, let me get into this now. Okay. So I'm just going to read this. This is from Wikipedia because I'm not smart enough to um, summarize it for you. Okay. The United States district court for the district of Wyoming is currently the only United States district court to have jurisdiction over parts of multiple States. This is because its jurisdiction includes all of Yellowstone National Park, which extends slightly beyond Wyoming's boundaries into Idaho and Montana. In addition, the federal government has exclusive jurisdiction over the park, so crimes committed in the park cannot be prosecuted under any of the state's laws. Now, trials in the district court are normally held at the federal courthouse in Cheyenne, Wyoming. However, the Sixth Amendment to the United States Constitution decrees that juries in federal criminal cases must be made up of citizens who are from both the district and state where the crime crime was was committed. committed. Whoa. Yes. So, since there are no residents in this area. Whoa. What? No trial. Yeah. (laughs) That's one hell of a loophole. Yeah. So. Holy shit. What? I know. (laughs) Apparently, there are no known felonies that have been committed in the zone of death since this discovery. And when did this law professor discover this? This was back in 2007? Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Let me look. Uh, I feel like it's become... uh, No, it was earlier than that. Uh, He published uh, the essay called The Perfect Crime, and that was published in 2005. Uh, Just a couple years earlier. Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy. I know. Isn't that crazy? So that is Death by Yellowstone. If you go to Yellowstone, people, Follow the damn rules. (laughs) Just be smart. It is not an amusement park. It is not Central Park. 
that, you know, people are going to come pick up branches that have fallen and they're going to come feed, feed the bison and let you pet them. No, it is the wilderness. Be careful, be on alert, (sighs) be smart. Now I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of references. Okay, let's do it. You do. (laughs) Woo woo. I love it. My recipe came from Patron Tequila. Very good. Still highly recommend. Patron Yes. Cowboystatedaily.com. Thesun.com. BozemanDailyChronicle.com. Axios.com. Wikipedia, of course. Yellowstone Gate. Mountain Pioneer. And, of course, uh, I got a lot of this inspiration from the book from Lee H. Whittlesey. And I mean, if you're into this stuff, it sounds like it'd be a real interesting read. And if you want to hear about more deaths and accidents, check it out. It's called Death in Yellowstone, Accidents and Foolhardiness in the First National Park. So So. cool. Such a good one. I can't believe that we didn't think of that until now. Like, that's crazy. It's such a good one. Well, now we can have a series. We can have a National Park series. I was just thinking I've got I'm going to do a National Park next um yeah for sure all right that was yeah. great thank you lovin excellent you're welcome thank you right. people let us know what you think if you want to drop us a line email us at drinks with death podcast at gmail.com the social meds instagram facebook and twitter i never check twitter so i'm not really good at it. i'm always like oh crap we have twitter i gotta go check it that new twitter account's dead on the vine exactly drinks with death podcast follow us um and if you are listening and you're still listening please follow us and if you would just drop us a a rate and a review that would certainly help us and we'd appreciate it and please tell your friends and we love you we love you so much we love you thank you yes we need all those morbid people to join us all right love you loving all right love you Aaron. bye you guys bye